Well, hello to Steve and Joey. This is Robert Clotworthy, the narrator of Ancient Aliens. Yeah, here I am in the flesh. I'm the Is It Possible Could It Be guy. Well, your good buddy, Charlie Smith. Yeah, you know Charlie, right? Mr. Troublemaker himself reached out and said, you guys apparently have a podcast that deals with ancient aliens, something called Probing Ancient Aliens. Question, you guys actually probing ancient aliens? Because if you are, uh, be really careful. I mean, you've got to put on a face shield, hazmat suit, wear thick, thick rubber gloves. In fact, two pairs. Because who knows where those aliens have been? Right? Just saying. Just a word to the wise. Well, he also asked me if I could give you a shout-out in an ancient alien style, and I can certainly do that. So, here goes. There is a doorway in the universe. Beyond it is Steve and Joey. Is it possible that they actually have a podcast called Probing Ancient Aliens? Could it be that they do impressions of the cast interject some awful humor, and often mention a helicopter pilot and belching. Ancient astronaut theorists say, we have no idea what that means. Yeah, that's that's a new one for us. Helicopter pilots, belching. Um, maybe we'll explore that next season. It's a possibility. Anyway, I want to wish you the very, very best with your podcast. Give Charlie uh, a high five. He did a great job, my friends. Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today, we're probing into Season 14, Episode 7, The Druid Connection. I am, I'm a druid. I'm Celt. Oh, shit. I'm Celtish. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I, that's what Bomani meant, because he's on now watching. Yes. I thought he said you outed, like, the power uh, cut, and I was like, no, you're outed. We're outed like, now, uh, yes. They for sure, someone yes. at that show for sure has now heard the term mm -hmm. and the phrase yeah. and the podcast. Old Bobby Clotworthy yes. himself, Sir Bobbert of Clotworthy. Yes. one of the highest hide men now. Yes. So. Uh, speaking of highest of hide men, from Hyde Park, I don't know where he's from, Charlie Smith, thank you very much, from the old United Queendom. Yes. Yes. I like that uh, in the cameo he says they, they discuss <laughs> yeah, or yeah. mention uh, belching. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a subject uh, we talk yeah. about. I don't know if a St. Natural or not theorist yeah. don't know what you're talking about. But, and it's like, dude, you're just a goddamn commentator. You have like literally nothing to do with this show. Outside just being the dumb, right. lucky guy who got the gig. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting because you can tell that he he is still doing a voice actor part as the narrator, right? Like right, his right. normal voice is a little bit different. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Yeah, you gotta kind of put it on a little exactly. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Hey, hey. put it on a little you bit. You just gotta put it on a little bit. And Bobby Gladworthy here. I'm Rob Gladworthy. <laughs> Don't make fun of my way. I gate into my tongue, and I have to. Uh, that reminds me, R.I.P. Larry King, 
because there was a little bit of this kind of thing going here or something. I never See, done a Larry you could King be famous doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing a Larry yeah. King impression. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thanks, Charlie. We really appreciate that. And that, that was like just a great, again, he is a class a- act, like he's a class A voice actor. Like he oh, was yeah. improving a little bit. Yeah. And, Having uh, fun with it. No, exactly. That it's a goof, not being all <laughs> offended. Yeah. Yeah. Did you check how much he charges? That's a good question. I meant to, and I just because because what was uh, Childress was thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brody Smith seventy dollars. <laughs> the famous disc golfer. Yeah. <laughs> and More infamous disc golfer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, we can kick off the sponsorship titles here because Bo Bandy's giving a rave review, and he said, "By the way, finally got oh, my hat. Yeah. It came today. I'm sorry, Bo Bandy. That." It literally said it was going to be there last week. Oh, wow. So that's kind weird. of weird. Hey, but, you know, uh, COVID. Hey, <laughs> he was taken aback by the quality. Well done. Yes. So thank you, Bobby. Because did he get one of them embroidered jobs? He got the same thing we got here. Black yeah. camo embroidered. Well, he might have got all black, but all uh, black basically the same thing with the embroidery mm-hmm. and such. So. Yeah, we're selling all um, the rugby team, the All Blacks merchandise. Yeah. We're the yeah. only official store, exactly. licensed store. Yeah. We partnered with uh, ASICS Australia. <laughs> <laughs> To be able to also feature yeah. their content. Yeah. Blake uh-huh. Howell, Blake yeah. Howell Supply Company. Yeah. Kim. For the old <laughs> um, Which, that is a weird name of the company. Not the company, but the- Blake Howell Supply Company yeah, is yeah, a weird yeah. name of the company, yes. Uh, but, uh, no, that, that rugby team. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Some sort of Australian reference that we don't yep. get over here on the north side of the Hemi. Yeah. But, whatever. Yeah, it just makes me think of- um, Crocodile Dundee, where mm-hmm. he's asking Carl Winslow, yeah. what tribe are you? And Carl's kind of offended, and he's like, well, you're a black fella, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time I checked, sir. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, I'm of the Urkel tribe. Yeah. I have Three, a really two, annoying one, neighbor. One, two, three. <laughs> I'll suck the cock of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yum, yum. That's a weird, <laughs> I don't know, weird whatever uh, affirmation, Carl. Got any ball cheese? <laughs> Got any regatta cheese in your foreskin? <laughs> Can I lick your cookies? Oh, Bo Bandy says New Zealand is where the All Blacks are. Exactly. Have. Close I enough. Yeah. Close enough. Kiwis, Aussies, it's yeah. all the same. We do have a, a Kiwi listener as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and and he's, a, he's a Patreon, yeah. too, because oh, okay, we're sending yeah. them a shirt for oh, right. probably an exorbitant shipping cost. Exactly. <laughs> Eaten out of our own ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could there be anything finer? Um, yeah, welcome to Monday. Sorry about last week. We got a little hung up and couldn't record the show. Uh, well, I had a Hobolo steal one of my discs, maybe. Yeah. And then I just straight up lost another one. Mm-hmm. So we were down in lovely Carlsbad, California. Yes. Or no, Oceanside, Oceanside. California. Yeah. Uh, and played at a yeah, real... Oceanside. Bo- uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> a uh, ball golf course, as oh, they yeah. say in the business. But we were disc golfing. Yes. And we were the only... We, I see yes. people post from that course a lot, but we were definitely the that only... That we were the only one. And getting asked questions <laughs> about discs and yep. whatever... Being stared at, some in a good yeah. way, some in a bad way, yeah. but um, yeah, bumming everyone out on the yeah. course that day. It was quite fun. But most most courses we play are like par three, 180 feet, right. 200 feet, 300 feet, maybe 400 foot right. is a long hole. This course, every hole was 400 feet minimum, yes. <laughs> and many par fours are five, so you're looking at like 800,000 feet. So it's just a longer course physically to oh, play, yeah. plus the ball golfers and such. You just have to wait. 
for everyone to tea, and right. that that's usually when like guys in carts start drinking, or yeah. that's when fights happen too. If someone's like yes. really <laughs> playing slow, they'll start hitting on each hitting each other. Hey, bro, <laughs> you're playing so slow. Let me yeah. Let me let me see that nine iron. Yeah. You're really yeah. taking your time with those balls. I want yeah. that three wood, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's a fairway driver. Um, Robert, Con- but anyways, yes. Bobby Cockworthy. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's his gay bar yeah. alias. <laughs> well, that guy from Wisconsin. It's very did close to your normal name, Robert. <laughs> Shut up, care. young boyfriend. <laughs> get back on that app and let's get some dude. I don't have a phone. Yeah. you're holding yeah. it right there. Yeah. Okay, you just paid fifty cents to watch a video while I blew you at this store. Which someone told me they that did. Is, that is funny to call a porn shop with booths a store. <laughs> hey, hon, I'm going to the store. Yeah, I got to go to the store to play. I didn't tell something. you what store, you dumb bitch. Yeah. It okay. was a porn store. Get it? That's like the library, the strip club. Where yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm going the to the library. library. <laughs> so stupid. Well, sorry, I got hung yeah. up at the library. Right. Sorry, I dropped $5,000 right. at the library. I was at the library at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> For the, some reason. The Uber wouldn't pick me up at the <laughs> library. Oh yeah, Bobandi had yeah. his his disc golf cherry his popped inaugural with no lube toss. Yeah. How was it? What what uh He only played five courses? holes. Well, that's yeah. fine. Is it an eighteen hole course bow or a niner? Nine jabber. <laughs> but uh and we're how, back. how are we talking <laughs> how are we talking to Bobandi, Joey? Uh we're talking about Bobandi and all of our Patrons and Twitch stream. No, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Uh, no, we're talking about Bobandy here on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Bobandy also happens to be our top, top, power top patron over at patreon.com uh, slash probing aliens. <laughs> Just go to patreon.com, search Bobandy. You'll find us yeah. on there. And then, yeah. Uh, no, patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, where uh, Bobandy and other patrons get to listen to two exclusive podcasts every month, one of which is Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into various subjects related to ancient astronaut theory, ufology, cryptids, whatever. Uh, and this month, we did a live Disc month. <laughs> we did a live, a live commentary of the Whitley Strieber film starring Christopher Walken, Communion, which I had no fucking clue. Tonight's yeah, was episode was going to be all about <laughs> I that. I was like, all right. Like, Wait, this oh, is the weird. Druid connection is going to yeah. be all about Communion. What is it, Joe? What is it? Synchronicity. Uh, synchronicity. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we did a live commentary of Communion. Neither of us had ever seen it before. Uh, the 1989 uh, yeah. movie, I think. And uh, uh, so Bobani got to hear that exclusively. Exactly. And then our Wait, other. Did we load? Oh, we already loaded that. Yeah. yeah that... And then our other podcast on Patreon is Adventurous Ghosts, which is our Ghost Adventures podcast that's just like this show, but for the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. See? We're currently deep into season three. I think we're almost done with season three. Yeah. Uh, and that too. So, um, yeah, I'm curious. Curious how many more episodes before Thin Nick is off the show. I guess I could just look ahead, but I'm getting real sick of that fucking mass hole piece of shit on that show. <laughs> um, and for all for all Ghost Adventures fans, I'm a big Billy Tully and Jay Wasley fan. I like the I mean, the new cast, meaning the cast that's been on for eight of the ten years now, or right, something. Right, so. right, right. Um, because Nick's a fucking traitor. So. Yes, pink some shit. Um, we want to thank a couple of our new patrons for joining this month. Uh, Malcolm Williams and Aldo Bands. Uh, Aldo Bands said he was going to be listening tonight. I don't know if Aldo Bands is uh, his screen name or maybe that's malpractice or I don't know. But it gets confusing because people will be our patrons and sometimes they'll go by their email address yeah. or their handle 
right. which is not always the same handle as on Twitch. A handle. Which is not always the same handle. They they will talk to us on like Instagram and stuff with too. Right. So sometimes yeah. people have four we fucking names out there. Yeah. But yeah. Who's what, where, when, why. Yes. But um, but yeah, welcome. Thanks for supporting. Uh, Adventurous Ghost is going to go up in a few days for January. Um, we Four also, days. Yeah, days. <laughs> we also have, <laughs> uh, January's almost fi- I, I literally keep thinking it's forever January 21st Yeah, because I was, I don't know why, but that was like the end of last week when we took the day off on Friday, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> which that's was the right, 22nd. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know why I'm yeah. like, oh, well, it's Thursday. only the 21st yeah, yeah. and I like, thought that yesterday too. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, January is over, but, Let's um, all use our government names. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a, a segment we call reaching for the stars on this show. And it's uh, where we ask you little prolapstronauts out there to head over to your favorite podcast service of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that's kind of the biggest one yes. um, until Spotify gets their shit together. Which but... we say it every time, but we need to do the Amazon one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, give us a five-star rating and reviews in the comments of that rating, and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out like this uh, person, Mike St. John, did. This is one... <laughs> This, this is, is one of the most confusing yes. five stars. This ever. guy sounds like he hates our show, but gave us five stars. So but then at the end, he kind of likes it. Uh, so he titles it Some Coined of Time Killer, five stars. Love the show. It's great to listen to while I work. Great. We're good so far. If it's a dumb ancient alien episode, skip the podcast. <laughs> they tend to go off. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, right. if, like, if, like, does he mean we're not talking about it? I don't know. Like, no, no, no. He's saying, like, or... If if it's not an episode of the Ancient Alien show you want to listen to, right? One don't listen, and if it's right. one these these dickheads, aka you and me, yes, don't deem like interesting, right? We'll just like use it as an excuse to go off on of course and fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they tend to go off in these long rabbit trails about their what, personal what, lives. Have you ever heard that? A long no, I've never trail? heard that like, before. A rabbit hole. Yeah. Again, no offense to this person. Yes. Sorry, but. <laughs> um, about their personal lives. And since you don't know them, it just sounds like you're eavesdropping on a phone call. This guy clearly doesn't didn't listen to talk radio a lot unless he only listened to like news talk radio or something mm-hmm. or else or he only watched the show news radio right right um, which some of us sorry guilty yeah. <laughs> hey joe rogan got to start there okay. so uh, i wouldn't take their take on it too seriously thanks <laughs> it's clear they know of some of the things they talk about like the fermi paradox but lack any real understanding i'm like i don't know how much more oh, you need us. to know other than the definition of the fermi paradox right uh, and how it could or could not be, and like right. us just <laughs> right. reciting Travis Taylor, who said the Fermi paradox is bullshit, right? <laughs> and there's a bunch of other logical, critically thought through reasons right. <laughs> why it doesn't make sense right. or how to get there. Yeah, but lack anyways, lack so. any real understanding is a little insulting for yeah. that at least. But right. uh, I don't mean to be offensive, okay? <laughs> but the okay. term is called Mount Stupid, and they seem to be at the peak of it on several subjects now. I had never heard of that. I had heard of Dunning-Kruger syndrome quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and Mount Stupid is linked to that quite a lot. Where it's you know, Dunning-Kruger is, you are you double down on the fact that you're good at something even though you are terrible at it, mm-hmm. um, and you just keep going and the more that. people criticize that you're not good at it or need to learn you know about it better, right? You just double down that no, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm actually no, right, the, right, you know, right. whatever. It's also not really what we're doing, but yeah. um, but whatever. They seem to be at the peak of it on several subjects. I'm assuming that means. You go over the peak and now you're smart or something. I don't know, but they're at the um, peak of it. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, at the they're, peak they're of s- Mount Stupid. 
Well, no, they're yeah at the peak on certain things. Right. They, they say we don't know. Right. Uh, they continue. This, this is my favorite part that leads me to believe that he is a Scientologist or a Scientology supporter. Right. They continually bring up L. Ron Hubbard, which he which, must be on old episodes or something. Yeah. And, uh, and Dianetics, but clearly know so little about it. Their comments are unintentionally hilarious. I'm like, I don't know how many fucking hours I've watched <laughs> uh, documentaries about Scientology or things related to Scientology mm-hmm. or L. Ron Hubbard. I'm like, I'm also, Scientologist. Also, it's like, if it's unintentionally hilarious, why do you fucking care? And so then he says, Well, that's because he's like, oh, it's they so don't know what it is. That good. He said he continues. Good to note. If you have, if you ever have to reference South Park as your source of knowledge, unironically, you may want to rethink your position. Which you know, I don't know if that's true either. Because that what they're saying on that show is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's a 22 minute show, and they're not yeah. showing the complete wonderful, I'm sure beautiful to you depth of Scientology, right, right. but. Uh, but at least those key facts about Xenu and the souls and all that stuff, that mm-hmm. is factual. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that show, whenever that aired like 10, 15 years ago, caused yeah. a lot of people, including me, to go look that shit up and educate themselves about Scientology. So just like Ancient Aliens, it's I, we don't think it's always true, right? but it's it's we love the show because it has all these great jumping off points for our own beliefs or our own uh, understandings or lack thereof of things, too. Um uh, if you ever have to rest in South Park as your source of knowledge, unironically, you may want to rethink your position. However, they will take the time to research the map movement. Uh, I don't mean to trash this too much. What's and I don't even know what the map I don't know movement what the is. Map movement is either. Oh, minor attracted persons. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be. <laughs> Which took two seconds of research. I mean, I wasn't even yeah, researching yeah, yeah. it. Someone on Twitter Google talked about whatever. it. You yeah. know. Uh, I don't this mean guy and fucking five stars. Yeah. I don't mean to trash this too much. It's funny because they are just using humor. <laughs> I don't mean to trash this too much, but it's funny because they're just using humor to cover poor arguments and a lack of real critical thinking. Which again, I would say, is this guy on the spectrum? You critically think critically <laughs> thinking is what we do and what we right. and that's questioning <laughs> right. the ancient astronaut theorists and how all of this works. Right. That's questioning any kind of Scientology right. or any right sort of odd spiritual thing that's happening because we will ask the questions and then we will go through it. It's like, again, if you want to listen to Patreon Peaks or right. or Closet Knowledge or just extra episodes we've done yeah. where we literally are at these events watching the quote-unquote experts right. from their reasoning, like the Wilcox and such, of like, right. okay, let's get their take on what they yeah. say is true. But when you actually critically think and use logic, and I've taken, again, philosophical so have I. logic <laughs> <Yeah>. classes. <laughs> I took multiple critical theory uh, classes critical and thinking, critical reasoning Yeah, classes. and like how you do that and how you break I'm, it down. I'm not even saying I'm using... I'm not... No, like, no, no. We're no, not... We're not, we're not uh, I think what he might be trying to say, I don't know, is that we're not using academic critical theory to disprove... Some well, po- or now some, you're or, reaching for him. Right, I'm doing work for him. Or because that, I fucking yeah. forget the fucking... You know, a binary, whatever, well, all the little terms they use to use for all the fallacies of arguments yeah, yeah. and stuff. Well, it's like, one thing to be fucking cares. You, our, need, you need to know what the fallacy is. I don't really care what it's called. Right. You know? our, ours is more of a we just take a logical reasoning mm-hmm. approach to if you're going to state right. a fact or something as a fact and lay it right. out such. What are your points of of right. reasoning for why you're going to say evidence, that's a fact and whatever? What's yeah. So we'll just say if if this, then that doesn't make sense. Right. So if you believe this, right. and then you say that. Yeah, it's, logi- it's logical fallacies, right? Have an exact which you answer. don't. It doesn't matter. Like your average person can understand a logical fallacy and how to use yeah, that against yeah. someone who's trying to bullshit someone. Not even saying they're trying to, you know, you know what uh, I mean. Whatever. We're using critical thinking in the general sense. I think he's like, 
like many people when we first got on the on on the air, whatever yeah. we first f- uploaded our podcast, people were thinking we were going to be like two fucking academics from some college that are disprove actively disproving ancient astronaut theory with archaeological ev- like. Right. We're not here to we provide. We are academics from some college, technically. Yeah. <laughs> and, unless it behooves me, and, unless I, I want to know, she is my there. Hooves. <laughs> my hooves. <laughs> unless I really want to know. All right, this is this is mysterious. I want to see if someone's debunked that. We do that every handful of episodes too. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the times no one's debunked it. So right. or their debunking doesn't isn't like Right. It's not satisfactory. Open and shut kind of case. Right. It's just like, oh, they can't figure out why this is it's on so the it's, fucking, okay, you haven't proven how they did it. Right. Then. It's on skeptoid or, or whatever. Right, right, like right. and it's and it's being snarky and shitty and just saying it's not gonna be ancient national because it's not, you know. Um, I feel like they have skimmed over some cliff notes of some arguments against the ancient astronaut theory. Also, the ancient astronaut theory is the only, this is weird, the only Fermi paradox solution with any evidence behind it, but all the evidence for it is questionable. All the other Fermi paradox solutions that believe aliens are real all require making up motivations and reasons for the aliens as the reason we don't say, we fucking talk about that all the time. Well, ancient astronaut theory is that. Right. It, it, it's, it is using what's the motivation. And right. They, they and we criticize the potential, the, the potential potentially motivation. made up motivations. Right, right. That's most of what we criticize. It's like, hey, Giorgio, you can't know that the aliens wanted to, that the, the Anunnaki wanted to mine gold. Why would they need to mine gold if they can travel across a star system? Right. You know, so yeah. shit like that. Or get so, rubies out of comments. But then he stuff. like quotes like, wake up, people, like an old David Wilcock thing. You just need this podcast to have a good time, not a living, consenting woman. Uh, yeah, so they get the gross jokes. Yes, so it's it, they it, just don't like our breakdowns of how guess, we we yeah. get to our points and reasons and thoughts. Yeah, but they enjoy the show and the fun of it. And I also I also wonder if this is if he's still on the early episodes when we were totally uh, copying uh, High and Mighty, the High and Mighty podcast, where he he was just trying to get five stars and wanted to people to roast him in the comments because I right. used to, I used to always say. Hey, whether you say good shit or bad shit, just give us five yeah, stars. We don't care. We so. say that still. No, anyway, so. I know. Um, uh, Bobaney says, "Mr. Smarty Pants over here looks that, uh, or sorry, overlooks that this right. is satire. Definitely Aspergers. Definitely, definitely Aspergers. Definitely. And I yeah. thought I thought it said asparagus first. <laughs> Ooh, now now speaking of that, we had asparagus over here Saturday night. Well, we uh, can get to a. We can, but we won't. I'm going to talk about the piss first. I'm just going to say my piss. Was asparagusy until last night. Yeah, your piss was asparagusy when I went in the bathroom after you left my house <laughs> and I had to get ready for bed, and it was still reeking. What does vapors piss? Yeah, reeking, stinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, in terms of news in the UFO world mm-hmm. this week, uh, Amir eleven, uh, my friend Amir. Amir no. I was just gonna say Amir <laughs> said what? Uh, Amir eleven hours ago. Um, the, there was a news story out. This I got from NBC 15 News in Salt Lake City. Um, CIA begins declassifying UFO documents as stipulated by the $2.3 million, uh, trillion dollar COVID bill. So okay. we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Trump kind of shoehorned in some comments in the COVID right. bill that said the CIA, the F whatever, has 180 days or less to... Uh, start do, basically start forced dic- disclosure, yeah, <laughs> forced yeah, dicks, yeah, yeah, to close. Yeah. Um, no pissing, no coming. Disc- only sounding plugs yeah. in there. My um, disc loader. You're gonna have to, have to learn how to piss out of your ass. Okay, yeah. I yeah, do it all the time. I have McDonald's every day. I piss out of my ass every day. I don't I see why it's so hard. The Diet Coke. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if one of Trump's thing was 
all the time doing a little <laughs> hey. kissy. Hey, listen, sweetheart. I feel all like right. he probably does that. Come here. In his private life. Oh, yeah. He did Come have in. a Diet Coke button, apparently, in his That's, office. I know. So. That's all my family was talking about oh, all weekend. They loved it. Mm-hmm. They loved it. We got to get a Diet Coke button in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be into that. Uh, and then literally hot. there was a, well, I'd prefer a Diet Pepsi button, but that's just <laughs> <Yeah>. my t- <laughs> I'm not going to bring that to you and give you pleasure of having Diet Coke. Uh-huh. There was <laughs> even more of that, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you can go to, there's the CIA has released a shit ton, hundreds of documents. You can go to a site that's privately run called theblackvault.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Vault. I think it sounded like I said fault for a second. Ooh, but theblackvault.com. They've been around for a while. Uh, they have over 2.2 million declassified government documents online. But they at least, even if they post it sometimes in its raw form, yeah. you can at least like do a search for stuff. They have a search engine as opposed to doing it on Google well, or something too. And that's, um, they call that the dog hunt, right? Because then yeah. you can raw dog it. Exactly, yeah. yes. And just get it going. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> that made me think of uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's late wife with the gigantic tits. Oh, she died? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like right before COVID or something. Oh, like really? Yeah. I don't know. Um, little more silicates in the but, ground uh, you know, after she passed away, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Tit implants, you know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> big titters. Salt to salt. Saline, you know, <laughs> take the oceans with you, yeah. huh? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, interesting times for sure. And it is funny because I think you made this point before, but it's like the CAA is just going to be like, all right, sure. sure. Here's yeah. a stack of literally 857,000 pages. Right. Go fucking look Unredacted. Them. You know, it's like we, we did yeah. what you fucking asked and declassified them. Sure. And he said the same thing, redacted to shit. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, it's Monday, and uh, Aldo Bands and Malcolm Williams, our newest patron, ask, how are you doing, Steve? Not too bad. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> Just a little headaches and stuff, you know. Just starting to get little headaches throughout yeah. the day and <laughs> smelling toast a little bit. Yeah. You know, I feel like my skull's, like, pressured and yeah. a little bumpy, <laughs> more bumpy in certain parts than it used to be. Um oh. No, doing good. We took Friday off, which was... <laughs> I was going to say, ooh, you're having a mannerism. <laughs> which sounds like uh, a yes. home improvement joke yeah, or yeah. something. Wood chips. Fire. Combustion engine. <laughs> now he's just an old prospector. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he met himself yeah. on that show? Oh, God. That was so fucking good. <laughs> was that Ding Dong that said that? We were just... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> mm. You can check out some new Ding Dong footage uh, on the at Puttfuckers Instagram or at Puttfuckers, P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S on TikTok. Exactly. Of our excursion on Friday. (laughs) Did you see Bo Bandy's comment? Oh, I did not. Where he's like, oh, I was trying to compliment. He's like, Matt's got quite the nice horseshoe uh, hairstyle going. I tried to compliment him, but he shit all over me on the last show. (laughs) (laughs) And then I brought that up to Meg. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, Bobani says, about fuck his ding dong, too. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Bobani tried to make nice, and yeah. Matt just, Matt be Matt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was on the edge of a whole new, becoming part of a whole new community on there when he threw his disc over there. There's oh, a, yeah. There was a, <laughs> like a bayou, we don't really have bayous in Southern California, right, right, but right. a bayou There's much of a bayou community. Uh, yeah. There's like a big wet ravine in the middle of this park, or on the edge of this park. Yeah. And, uh. With and enough where it's like probably like 
20, 30 feet deep, yes. maybe, because then there's big palm trees growing yes. out of it. And yeah. It's very <laughs> overgrown to where right. if a helicopter was looking, they couldn't see anything Which probably. the whole point. Yeah. And uh, even the uh, the UDISC app, the review, said, watch out for the hobos on hole 10. <laughs> and there's literally entrances with makeshift little yeah, gates yeah. where one of them had a giant fake shark mouth that you walked through. Yeah. And I think you said it's like the it's like getting in the line for the Jungle Cruise. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Bobani would say at Disney, right? Even right. though it's Disney World or Disneyland, yeah. um, but um, every fucking New Yorker. Even yeah, because Matt, even went... though he moved to Florida at two years old, and he probably right, doesn't right, have a New York right, accent. Right, right. <laughs> He's got the cutoff sleeve shirt. Also, happy belated birthday to Bobandy. Oh yeah, yes. we said it on the we said it on the Patreon episode, but they're not going to hear that for a little while. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, where Matt had to walk on, someone made an archway path yes. and like, yes. very, it's like, everything's very manicured. There's like a power generator yes. going on You can hear it. that Yeah. It's fucking In the insane. video, the, welcome to my crib. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he's <laughs> yeah, just putzing down there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how I'm doing. Uh, no, but yeah, Monday we played at the big golf course because we had the day off. Yeah. And then Friday. Is it, is it Goat Hill Tavern? Or not Goat Hill Tavern. Is it Goat Hill Golf Course? Something like that. Okay. Because yeah. there is Goat Hill Tavern well, in That's a big Newport. shithole bar yeah. <laughs> that people just get in fights in. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, we took the day off, went out to Riverside, where mm-hmm. then, yeah, we found the Gary encampment. Yes. And, uh, and then to Chino, which is close enough by. Chino, Prado, which mm-hmm. turned into a giant windstorm. Yes. And there's a huge just like lake. Today. Yeah. Uh, and I lost a disc. Yeah. Matt almost lost a disc. Yeah. Um, I'm old enough to be your stepdad, Joseph. <laughs> and me too, probably. Don't forget me, Daddy. I think you might be the exact age of my actual stepdad. Really? Yeah. Because oh. Eric is, uh, he's 57, 58. Okay, because yeah. my actual parents. Are I know, like but Bandy's 70. always twenty nine. Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been twenty nine for the last thirty years. Twenty nine inch. <laughs> you mean your leg? <laughs> yeah, well, mostly. my wooden leg. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a peak league. Ooh, my wooden, my amputated leg is <laughs> ooh, hung as fuck. <laughs> ooh, it's festering as fuck. Ooh, there's pus everywhere. And ooh, I think it smells. Um. But yeah, and then Saturday just did a lot of stuff around the house organizing the garage because yeah. Mr. Ding Dong's getting that charger back in two weeks. Yeah. Where I said, yeah, D- it's uh, be Ding Dong weeks. is getting a really cool custom job on an iPhone charger. Yeah. Um, it's going to take up most of the garage. Exactly. It's, it's basically hooked up to one of those new Tesla wall batteries. Yeah. It's a proto coffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's as, as usual with him, he's just going to do it his way. He's not going to use the Tesla batteries, insane power. Uh, saving capability for anything but to charge his phone. No one else can use it for any sort of yeah, power. Yeah. He's going to get some brain cancer. Yeah. He's going to disconnect the solar input to it. So even if yeah. someone wanted to put solar, hook up solar to it, they couldn't. Yeah. And he's just going to um, twirl around in a stasis yeah. until he dies in probably a year and a half from radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, <laughs> and that inertia of his gut fur yeah. and uh, swollen ankles will. Continue to power yeah. him, and then the battery. So, speaking of aliens, that does remind me of the game series Dead Space, mm. which was I don't know you probably I don't know if you ever played it a lot. The first one came out in two thousand nine. There's a overweight guy who should be a dad by now, just floating in space. Dead space, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's no, but, single. But they had a it was a, it was a survival. It was basically Resident Evil with aliens or Silent mm. Hill with aliens. Uh, but one of your one of your tools was a stasis thing, and it was cool because mm. you would just like stop the fucking yeah. thing and they whatever float um, around. Yeah. Uh, and then you came over for what the fuck? Oh, I fucked up a bunch of steaks that night. That's what it they was. They really, they really weren't bad. The one um, I, well, I ate the short 
one, that first one that was oh, like charred to shit. It was was and it burnt like, inside too? I, oh, it was gray meat. Oh sure. wow, because uh, mine was actually yeah, perfect yours was like pink. Inside. Yeah, I just I no, it was it was it was pink, red, and like only a tiny little purple thing in the okay. very center. Okay, uh, but it was still warm in okay, there. But yeah. so yeah, a little more charred. Then yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like, just got to balance the under charring yeah. and then how to finish it in the butter. Because I was reading yeah. Ruth Chris stuff, and I think they more finish it with butter than. Mm-hmm cook the entirety in butter because when yeah. i put the butter in early everything <laughs> just caught on fire right the more fat you put it because then the ribeye fat's going to start melting and yeah whatever all of it, too yeah. but so basically i uh, feel like we could, you could have seared it for half the time on each side and, and then, then just, just put finished it in the, in the oven, oven and then yeah, you would have yeah. because i guess that is the reverse sear or whatever but um because yeah technically a sear is you bake you cook it and then you finish it on the sear where reverse right. sear is you sear it first right and then bake, bake it, it yeah. and then i just did a little too much. But uh, for all you listeners out there who don't know, I got an uni wood and charcoal powered oven. Yes. Uh, so it's mostly known for making pizzas and yeah. and, and all that fun Replicating stuff. Replicating the super hot fire, um, wood fire Neapolitan star. pizzas. Yeah. yeah, you know, strawberry chocolate vanilla style pizzas. Yeah. Which uh, my family said, because uh, I, of course, was like, hey, we'll fucking do it next week or the week after. But uh, they were like, hey, we want Steve to come back and bring his uni because that pizza oh. thing was so fun. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he figured out about the dough and letting it yeah, you yeah. Know, out longer, whatever. Um, and then, of course, old Gaylor, she was like, she was like, I, I mean, may- maybe like the first week of spring or something when it's not so freezing out here. And I was like, you guys, you guys eat outside all the time. It's like in the 50s and 60s this week, which is ex- ex- exceedingly cold, cold yeah, for, yeah. Southern, for even winter. Next week it's probably going to be fucking seventy four. Yeah, I or think it's supposed to you know? rain like <laughs> Thursday, Friday. So the right, whatever. You let me know when you want me yeah, to be yeah. there. I'll be there because <clears throat> I do enjoy using it and it's fun. Yeah. And, and again, it it is a lot to get all the dough and everything. So again, if yeah. we can do a whole big party around, exactly, you know, not COVID parties, sorry, super spreaders, but <laughs> it's in our bubble. <laughs> um, but I have enough people there to make it yeah. worth it. Because, again, I have a bag of dough, but I'm like, I don't want to do this by myself, yeah, for yeah. myself kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I could, but. Well, and especially you learning, oh, if you just leave it out for a day, you're yeah. not going to have any of the fucking dough elasticity problems we were right, having. Right, right. And, and I even put dough. it in, like, warm water, and that can, like, right. super duper change yeah, yeah. it up. Uh, but anyway, so I have one of those. But another thing you can do is, like, all kinds of vegetables and cheese and yeah. stuff and then meats. So yeah. I uh, bought some very nice ribeyes prime from Costco. Yeah. Uh, and we gave it a whirl this weekend where, yeah, so what we just said earlier kind of came out a little too charry, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll dial it in. Yeah. Get it the asparagus out. was great. Yeah. The asparagus it was all was cooked in good. the yeah. large amount of fat that was burned exactly. in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That stuff good. came out great. This was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was at least, it was definitely by Sunday evening. I still had piss smell. Mm-hmm. Not this morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was, it faded out yeah, over yeah. the day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh. Yeah, went up to Hermosa, saw the old aunt and uncle. Oh, nice. Watched some foosball, came back here, and uh, yeah, did some stuff. Yeah. Been selling some discs on blackholesupplycompany.com. Yeah. So if you want to get your disc off apparel or probing ancient aliens apparel yep. here, you can shop there. Or if you're want, if you're into disc golf or want to get into disc golf, yes. we've got plenty of discs now. And then message message. The, I don't know if you have an Any email for that too, but yeah, yeah. message of the channel, message yeah, email, the, Instagram, for Instagram, that. whatever. But if you want like disc recommendations or whatever, one yeah. of our uh, maybe our only New Zealand uh, guy, mm-hmm. uh, he was asking. He's like, "Hey, I'm you guys fucking got me fiending to try this. So what should I right, do? You right, know, right, right." Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, of yeah. The, the five courses in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a small state. Yeah, uh, how are you doing, Joseph? Um, good. Um, Friday. Uh, uh, got me playing disc golf. Got me uh, 
back into like realizing like, all right, I think I can throw straighter and where I aim it maybe the best of all of us. Like in terms like I'm not really hitting trees much anymore or whatever, but I mm -hmm. also just don't have any real power mm -hmm. in my. I don't have real distance in my throws. You're, it's as if you had a hoverboard on the edge of water, not exactly. over water yeah. per se. But yeah. so I rebooted my form, you know, a while ago, and I learned a lot. Um, and it seems like most of what I learned is upper body stuff. But I'm still all the. I'm plateauing at this like 250 to 275 range, and then like 300 some if I like grip lock it or something. But yeah. but. Um, so after Friday, I literally was like, all right, I'm going to start filming myself. I'm going to put after myself on. last, Not this most recent Friday. Oh, yeah. this most. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because you already bagged, you already scaled your bag back. Yeah, yeah. To where, so in your, for all you out there, the world of disc golf, you have different speeds of disc and that basically is like putter, mid-range, fairway driver, yeah. driver kind distance, of thing. Yeah, so, long distance driver. So Joey scaled down to just basically fairway driver. Right. So if you played a normal disc or normal golf course with. Uh, irons only. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but then again, the pros can throw fairway drivers six hundred. No, feet. I, I'm just saying. For, I'm so, yeah, I, but yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, too, yeah. right? So it's like, it's just that they don't have the speed requirement of yeah. the they faster discs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, no. So I was going on disc golf course review, which a lot of the guys I'd watched form videos on have been posting there for like 10, 15 years, mm. and our moderators and shit. So I literally for like three or four hours was like, I'm like, all right. Let's empty the cup. Let's go. Let's start from the ground up again. Because now that I've learned a lot, I also know that if I look back at the basics, I'll learn new things about the basics I wasn't right, paying right. attention to. So, uh, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of field work the last few days, and especially like today. Like I real when I was filming myself, I realized like I was never getting that like knees collapsing together thing, which drives the hips. For like this is all very intimate, but it's like I wasn't getting. What what all of the I mean I was stepping correctly but I wasn't I was just going through the motions I wasn't actually stepping for the reasons that it generates power right 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 and uh, and then also realizing too like as I was doing field work the last few days I'm like this is completely antithetical to martial arts footwork and yeah. biomechanics which is all about keeping your center of gravity and I, so I was like this is why it's so hard for me to understand like like lunging both my knees forward and falling almost just to generate a whip yeah. up here. It's very weird yeah. for me. So Which I've played a lot of pseudo more traditional sports. Exactly, yeah. Football and that's all hand fighting and yeah. using your weight to go forward right. and do things and all kinds of very quick footwork and then wrestling, same thing. Like, oh, you step here because you're going to twist and, and turn. And, well, that's and all part of what power. I do too. But I'm saying uh, in terms of the linear – the linear stepping with your legs going one way yeah, yeah, yeah. is but, very bad for most martial arts. So yeah. like so it's it's like it's a weird it's like if you had a if you were a pitcher or a ball golfer, it would all this would come very naturally to you, you know? Or even just where you throw overhead because you yeah. play even now you've been playing I mean not with COVID, but playing right, softball. softball yeah. And all that stuff too. So, but Vandy all... says he can throw the fairway driver pretty straight, so he can nice. so eat that bundy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to get it to where it's flat and maybe turns right a little bit, and then hooks back right. left. So, yeah, yeah, and you right. want you want the flight path that they show you on the website. Yeah, it's it's like um, a backwards S. Yeah, but then today I was out there in the wind, which was kind of crazy too. But uh, and I was starting to understand even I never even used my left hand because everyone's like, yeah, just stick it next to your body so you can spin faster. But it's like. I didn't realize you're literally oh, yeah. driving your whole with your left butt cheek. You're driving your hip and all that and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, um, and I was throwing. Jets, it's everything you learn is like your shoulders connected to your hip, and you have right. to do steps like you know, 
like the reason a runner runs with their arm up is because yeah. that's going to pull their hip up. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So then today I was like out in the field and like throwing f- as far or further by the end of field work. Well, I would like I did field work for like three days, but then and then I was finally understanding because I understand the momentum shift and all that kind of stuff too. Right. 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 But it was just like it's a very like they always say they're like this. The backhand throw for disc golf is literally the weirdest move in all of sports. It's the most non-natural move in all of mm-hmm. sports. Because the closest thing I had to it was I used to play tennis as a kid, and a backhand like that, you kind of have the same yeah. thing, but you're also moving in a spinning fashion, and you're not going and at it like you right, would in right, right. disc golf. So anyway, I've just been uh, grinding out, uh, practicing. Um, but it's cool because now – now I have to focus on a completely different feel for how I throw. But mm-hmm. then it's fun because now I'm not really pulling with my arm anymore. It's just yeah. whipping out there, you know? Right, so, right, right. Um, anyway, but it'll be fun to see where it goes. But um, uh, other than that, I mean, that's really most just of what like I Just like your loads. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's most of what I did was obsess about form this weekend. Yes. Um, and it was fun because in the, in the wind, you literally will get <laughs> a throw that's like, I'm like, oh, wow, that's going fucking 300 feet plus. And then the wind just goes boop Bite. and drag, yeah, 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 yeah. down to the ground. But anyway, um, this isn't a disc golf podcast. Mm. Um, Be their disc now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I saw you two other days. Oh, we watched King of Staten Island. You'd seen it for the second time. Yeah. Uh, I, I was never a Pete. I never even knew what Pete Davidson sounded like other than maybe a little bit of Howard Stern interview or something. Right. Didn't realize how much he has massive teeth and talks oh, through yeah. his teeth like well, a 55-year-old. Uh, old New Yorker guy, which I guess is kind of what he, I mean, he's young, but he's, he is that guy. Don't talk so. shit on Bo Bandy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he left New York. He abandoned New York when he was yeah. two, so. That's um, a beautiful boy. Yeah. But uh, that movie was okay. It was, it was, it was a, it was a, a nouveau indie movie, which I hadn't seen one of those it in a, a long Jedi time. Was film. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um, I thought you were going to say it was a Jedi film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, we should take a quick break, I guess, and get into... The Druid Connection. Are we back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wir bin zurück. All our German listeners will know. That means we are back. Sure. We have returned. Sure. Um, just like the return of the world of communion by Whitley Strieber, the episode starts right off with uh, the 1985 publication of the book Communion by Whitley Strieber, who's on the show. He's been on the show before, too. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, he's an interesting one because he seems... I mean, he's an author. He's a fiction author, right? right. And then He this wrote was, a successful, now successful right. book and movie. And he was writing fiction before that. And so, you know, and, and like we said in the Patreon... Well, like, if you watch <laughs> Communion, then it's like the whole yeah. thing culminates in him. No, Not even any spoilers, but saying... He has writer's block in the beginning. He goes, oh, now I realize my mission is to write about this, the, right. my experience, yeah. you know. So, um, And then he went into the world of UFO abduction. Yeah. And maybe and that's whatever. why they chose him, arguably, because they knew yeah. people wouldn't believe him because of all this. So yes, that's true. Like, did, is he making it up, or was he, is it a coincidence? Right. Or did they pick him because they're like, well... Everyone's going to say he's full of shit anyway, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, I also wondered if it was the opposite. Maybe they chose him because he's a writer, and they wanted to... Because it's like the movie also, according to this... I mean, this episode was cool because, A, like, 
it focuses a lot on the New York Hudson Valley, which I'd like mm-hmm. never really other than like communion or whatever, like or that's where a lot of like if you grow up in the tri-state area on the East Coast, that's where kids go to summer camp every right, year right, and right. shit like that. But because uh, everyone lives in the city, what did they I call it? Upper New York State, yeah. <laughs> Upper State New York, Upper State, <laughs> yeah. instead of Upstate New yeah. York. But uh, but no, it was interesting because the his cabin is was out in the Hudson Valley where he had his infamous At night Hudson, after Christmas yeah. <laughs> uh, event. But um, which the timing of that? Well, we had a whole Patreon about it, but. The timing of that movie is very weird because it's like, oh, it's Christmas now, it's summer now, like right. the pacing of like, and the whole and year, time next lapse year of his happening life. that you don't realize is happening. It's like, oh, okay, this is drawn out over not days or weeks, but like months. Yeah, exactly. To a and year. and um, yeah, because it was all about the after effects and the trauma yeah. and whatever. But at the same time, like just this episode, I should like read. We should read communion or read yeah. on audio or something because just this episode made me think like, oh, it seems like, even though he consulted on the movie, it seems like they upped the ante of the the you know, potentially evil nature of the aliens, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where it seems like even from the beginning here, uh, he's telling the story of what happened to him on that, you know, uh, December twenty sixth yeah. night. And he you know, the, he's, he called it like you know these little blue guys, and then these willowy, whiter-looking right, aliens right. came in, the just like in the movie, lanky grays. And uh, yeah, exactly, because the cover of the book is very famous. It's like a yeah. very classic version of a gray, except that he, they have kind of peach skin instead right, of right, gray right, skin, right, right. whatever. But um, but he realized like these, uh, they came in his room. He felt like he was moving without moving, and then he he didn't realize he was screaming. But then he said like this repeating, almost mechanical soft voice was saying what can we do to help you stop screaming and then he realized he was screaming yeah um because then they talk about having time loss and things like that too yeah yeah. but i was like that's interesting because like that is not in the movie at all like there's no there's no kindness or anything from the beings in the movie it's more terrifying right yeah because it's like the nightmare scene and then no one's no one's aware, or the people who are aware aren't super aware right. or able to help. Yes. And then no one remembers except for his weird sort of Russian friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I and I have to imagine that they upped the bitch quotient of the wife in the oh, movie because, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, because I think he's if still married met, to her yeah, today. I was say, imagine <laughs> writing that book and be like, yeah, my wife's a stupid. She didn't believe me shit. I know. And she just kept kicking me out. I, we should look up like how they reacted to the movie when it came out or something. Because if I were the wife, and I would have yeah. been like pissed off, but because um, they pr- portray them as having a very immature kind of like uh, nitpicky, naggy, fighting, right. almost violent relationship at yeah, times. Yeah. But uh, but I think that was also Christopher Walken just playing up the hey, we're a New York couple right, and like right. all the I'm we're creative, and, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, for some reason, Cockney Collins comments on this, but I mean. Communion, that's why we did it for this last Patreon episode. It's like this huge chunk of the UFO abduction world where Chunky. it kind of, it was like the first, it was the first big step in like normalizing it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's writing about it from, he's like, I went to a psychiatrist. I then ended up going to this yeah. abductee group. There's all these uh, patterns and trends in the psychological effects of these things. There's all uh, simply about, uh, there's patterns in the events that happen with the time loss mm-hmm. and the this and the sense of euphoria and this and whatever. So, uh, but Cogney Collins is on. He says, uh, and to this day, he doesn't know who they are or where they came from. Were they aliens? Were they interdimensional visitors? 
he cannot say. And it's kind of funny because it keeps just cutting back to Whitley Strieber. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, maybe just let him speak. Right. But he's like, I mean, this was, it, was, it was pretty crazy. It was oh, like, whatever. Oh. And I'm like, he doesn't seem, I mean, it's been fucking 40 years, you know, yeah. I get it. But at the same time, it's funny that they feel the need to have comments from the ancient astronaut theorists about Whitley Strieber when right, they right. have him on the yeah, show, yeah. you know? Well, this um, is what he did to right. the world. <laughs> um, and some just men just want to watch it burn. <laughs> uh, I had a ruby. The size of a grapefruit <laughs> up his asshole. It was pretty terrible. And he realized it was just the end of a gigantic yeah. butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side of a ping pong petal, just like in a beer fest. <laughs> that is the funniest thing. Like, let's let's make sure that the butt plugs are adorned with a jewel so that it looks pretty when it's sticking in your asshole. Well, you got to be able to something. find it at the very least. It's like those, I think. That, but like the cat ones are very disturbing. The tail, you, you mean? Yeah, you hang it over the tail so it covers now. If ass it was a cat face, like, Meh. well, yeah, that's, cat a, that's extremely terrifying. Yeah, could you imagine? It's like they do like an alien, or either alien or doing the same action. But if anyone's familiar with the Powell Peralta graphic, uh-huh. the uh, Bones Brigade stuff, the Bones Brigade, yeah. where it's the Ripper, yeah, yeah, like the skeleton, like. Yes. Well, because I have that as my work exactly. thing for Zoom, but that as the end of a butt plug, so it's like looks like it's just like ripping out of. And if they went to the real ass, effort, yeah, they'd get it for the person that was gonna fuck them or see that butt plug. Well, and yeah, really use their real fuck face. Them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was thinking <laughs> like just a skeleton profile. or <laughs> alien, but yeah, if it was an actual yeah. like three D printed yeah. face, pussy two inches yeah. below, right. <laughs> down here. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> When your upstairs neighbor can't sleep yeah. and it's like <laughs> looking out down, <laughs> quit making all that racket uh, down there. Um, my wife, who usually she surprises me with nice little things all the time, but like uh, I went upstairs, <laughs> she gave <you> a butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a butt plug, personalized butt plug. Hmm. Uh, no, I went, went upstairs and she's like, "Okay, see if you notice the surprise. Like, what's different in the room? Because that's the surprise." I'm like, "Okay," and I was looking around our, our, our bedroom. Look, didn't look different. And then all of a sudden, like. I looked and it was like the drawers look different. And I was like, oh, and she had replaced the old drawer handles with a, like a diamond looking jewel one. Okay. <laughs> and I was I was like, oh, okay. But it was funny because it was like that's a surprise for her. Yeah, yeah, for not me. you. Yeah. But then also that reminded me like it all, they all look like butt plug diamonds. <laughs> right, right. And then you just unscrewed it and you're like, who gives a shit? And yeah. Chucked it through the window, broke Stuck it. Stuck it up my yeah. ass immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had bigger butt plugs than this. Yeah. I'd my, buy that for a dollar. My dad's. <laughs> My dad's ask inappropriate sexual questions to movie theater employees with with screws bigger than this. Yeah, okay, <laughs> younger daughters than that. Um, it was th- so. What I liked about this first segment, especially, is that it reveals a couple things that Whitley wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. So it starts off that like his neighbor comes to him a year after the book is now published and feels super shitty because he and his wife freaked the fuck out and ran away even though they were next door. Yeah. Heard him screaming, saw all the they said they literally said they saw something that looked like a the Goodyear blimp that was made out of light. And then heard him screaming when they drove to their house and literally fucking bailed and left. Right, right. And he came back and said they felt he's always felt terrible, blah, blah, blah. Uh but he wanted to at least tell him like I saw all that shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real. And then um, and then they're showing tons of beautiful, again, beautiful footage this season. This is like Travel yeah. Channel shit around upstate New York. It's just like all fall trees, like like turn of uh, the season trees uh, with drone footage flying over there. And they, they really go into how the Hudson River Valley was a hotbed of UFO sightings for eight years, uh, six years, from 1982 mm-hmm. to 1988. 
uh, and Whitley Strieber had his event in 1982, I believe, or 83, um, and then the book was the yeah, 85. But uh, so it's interesting because again, the movie makes it seem like he was the only one, or it was all focused right, on right. him. And uh, and then you realize hundreds and hundreds of people over those six years, very it was very Mothman esque, where like all the people in this fucking area who don't really seem to have anything to gain, like they're already getting tons of tourism. Yeah, they're 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 actually it's actually pretty wealthy in a lot of spots out there mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much fucking you know seasonal uh, yeah, tourism everything. and stuff. Yeah. But um, but it was really interesting to see like oh this whole area is a huge hotbed. This episode is like one of the tighter episodes. There's some dumb stuff, but like one of the tighter episodes where it's like all right, here's a, here's the a huge popular event that happened in that area that most everyone knows about. Yeah. Here's a here's digging in a little deeper about it. Now we're going to go there and explore some of the weird shit there. I'm like this yeah, is fucking yeah. great. This this felt like a ghost adventures episode where they're like, "Oh, let's go there." And they even have a fucking trifield meter when they get to the balanced rock where they're sensing the electromagnetic yeah, yeah. fields and stuff like that. Um Oh yeah, a lot of child was just in yes. wonderment. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh, cool. <laughs> Which he has <laughs> Which just feels like two different episodes now that I think yes. about it. Yeah, like, yeah. There's that this part and then the rest when yes. they're in like England or whatever. Goes on a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> when they're in England, you mean when he's with an English person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> but they're talking about Europe Being, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but uh yeah, cool pairing with him and Huey Newman exactly. and the news for the first time. Yeah. But also, Childress seems kind of bummed and semi bored because I think he's like, America's boring. I want to go to Southeast Asia or right, right. India. I like, I think the he wants to use his passport, I think. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Southeast India. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Southeast India. Annapolis. <laughs> go Colts? Yeah, sure. Is that Colts? Indiana. Uh, or the Colts, uh, Colts, Indiana? Or, yeah, Indiana. Okay, I did yeah. it. <laughs> I think so. Um, and then there's the Pacers. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, what does that mean though? The Pacers. Who knows? They're like, are they pace car setters for NASCAR? Mm, probably not. <laughs> they could be something else, but yeah. Send the basketball player out <laughs> on the track. He'll set the pace. Do, go take a lap. Uh, it was a different time back yeah. then. <laughs> it's a two mile jog. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them never made it. Yeah, uh, from the fumes alone. <laughs> but, uh, and the ones that were alive, they were all deaf from the exactly. engine. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're dead. Yeah. Well, de- uh, were you one of the kids like me who thought that the word "deaf" was their death? Like I never I knew. Think so. From a, when I was a little kid, I was like, "Why are they? Are they dying? Like because they can't hear? Like I didn't mm-hmm. understand what it had to do with death, but it was deaf. Well, one thing I, I think it was on Hysteria Fifty One brought it up, but. Uh, a coworker of ours had had a child that had this happen as well, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize this was a thing, but apparently it's a thing where growing up, we watched old shows and movies that were in black and white, yeah. and I always knew that was just because that's how the TV could show it or was <laughs> oh. filmed back then. Yeah, yeah. But apparently there's kids that think, hey, what was it when the world turned to color? Yep. And they literally think- Because yep. they're shitty parents like my in-laws- told my wife that and she well, believed it too well no this well this isn't even belief this i mean not like a trick i mean it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's more just the kids just didn't realize oh they were never taught otherwise they yeah just they assumed. just thought yeah. you know oh yeah that yeah it was black and white back then and yeah. then one day it just switched the color and they oh, they're used just to like just the giver you see what yeah, exactly <laughs> what you see is what you get on like a tablet or the whatever tv right, screen right. that you just think it's a window, and exactly. I'm looking through a window, and it yeah. just happens to be black and white. What's Windows so, 95? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, no, that is funny. Like, <laughs> but then it's like, but then what about paintings from before TV? Don't but the worry kids about don't. That. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, not, you're, you're overthinking a, a thing. <laughs> Which was what my in-laws told my young right. wife. So, uh, just a few years ago. <laughs> um, that was the surprise of the night. Exactly. <laughs> I learned the world wasn't black and white uh, pre-1965. Um, so they ask why there. What's special about the Hudson Valley? in Upper State, New York, yes. uh, and was it connected to Whitley Strieber's experience? So we get a Sukler here, and he's... Now, Sukes is looking looking floppy and jalopy in this. Like, his hair his hair is less up and more just like the perfect little, yeah. uh, like, Douglas fir, like, Christmas tree kind of mm-hmm. leaves <laughs> on his hairdo. Which is kind of... This, again, is a season when we probably saw him very, you know, shortly enough after. Mm-hmm. So... Because in person, when we started seeing me, it was very jowled out. Yeah. Hair was much shorter. Yeah. And to your point, just kind of these like big little spikes rather than the big coffee whips. Like big little eyes, my yeah, favorite yeah, joke. Yeah. Uh, he didn't look like, he doesn't look like, I mean, I couldn't really compare because he always wore a giant suit the first few seasons, but he, I don't, he doesn't look like he's fatter. He just looks older, which I guess well, makes sense, but yeah. there's just like, like, he doesn't look like he's like let himself go. He, he, if when anything, we he saw him, he was sausaged up. I guess he sure. looks he looks just beefier. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. Yeah. He is like swelling up that shirt. Right, that neck and and lower jowl meat yeah. is full. Yeah, uh, and then we could see him in person, so we saw more of his wrinkles and right. leather. Like me, fat but active and with muscle underneath all my fat. Well, um, I don't know about him, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to keep up with Cricks, right. who I'm who I think does do spiritual cleansing yoga and like all sorts of things too yeah. so you could only um, assume yes <laughs> but um i can asuk alert here he says uh some have suggested that the reason these sightings happen at the hudson valley is because these uh because the hudson valley is located over a vortex now what's a vortex some have suggested that they are magnetic points that are part of the earth's magnetic grid they also never give the actual scientific <laughs> explanation, yeah, like that's that is a that's a that's like an offshoot of what that is. It's like, well, there they are a place where the, the geomagnetic field is altered in some way, yeah, and that's that's like most any scientist will go, well, yeah, go fucking measure it, and that's what right, happens, right, right? Right. But like, <laughs> so take that leap. This is our critical thinking skills here. Yes, uh, taking that leap to say it's either part of the Earth's magnetic grid. Which assumes there is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, or uh, these portals. Uh, 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 oh, sorry. Others have suggested vortexes, which I think it's supposed to be vortices. Uh, vortexes are sort of these portals. So, and then Cockney Collins continues. He says, what we call portals are locations where paranormal phenomenon and supernatural events occur on an extremely regular basis. And have done for many decades or even hundreds of years, which is interesting too, because it's like now, this is the, this episode almost more than any is. I mean, the demons one, not really, but like, is converging on the general world of high strangeness as opposed mm-hmm. to just ancient astronaut theory, where it's like, oh, it's blending because that's the stuff I like, where it's like, oh, what if again, if if we were to call this in the future to to be able to measure it or figure it out enough to call it just science in general, yeah. Is if a portal acts like that, then is it only beings of energy that come through? Is it living? Like you know what I mean? Like why? Yeah. How would we uh, visualize that? How would we measure that? All the, you know what I mean? So it's like it's like are are ghosts ghosts or are they? Because even Cognitive Collins ends the episode going like, 
We used to call the things that came through ghosts and demons and devils, and now we call them aliens, and then we'll call them right, interdimensional else, yeah. beings in the future. But it's uh, it's it's interesting to see, like again, which I guess is why I even, you know, for all its faults, will tolerate ancient astronaut theory because it is interesting to think, like, right. what if just these super advanced things were <laughs> worshipped, and that's yeah. the end of probing ancient aliens? Right. It's all true. <laughs> see you later. Adios, uh, <laughs> Um We can't argue with that. But um, Streber comes on and says he agrees that. He's like he's like it is an extraordinary place of power for sure. I mean, I've experienced it there. And he's like, if you want to call it a vortex, fine. You know, so he's at least being fuck it. <laughs> he's at least being not skeptical, but just like there truly is something crazy going on there. You can feel it. We yeah. felt it at the David Omen house. Um, but uh, did I ever ask you? Did you ever feel that on the subsequent trip you took, the San Juan Capistrano? Did you ever feel any any of the no, geomagnetic no. things or anything? I don't think okay. So, no. Um. So they talk about uh, a very famous site, Mystery Hill uh, in New Hampshire. So they found um, this Harvard professor named Barry Fell uh, found a tablet with ancient writing on it. And this was an Ogham. It's O-G-H-A-M, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, which is an ancient Irish cult. So it's a language yeah. they use. So it was translated to say dedicated to Bell, which is the Celtic sun god, um, and... It was thought to have been there 2,000 years ago at least, but yeah. then you're sitting there going, wait, how were ancient Celts in America, in the Northeast, in New England 2,000 years ago or more? Right. And Huey Newman in the news comes on and he says, uh, all these megaliths and stony avenues and stone circles and even the dolmens are the same that are found in ancient Europe as in uh, upstate New York, upper, upper state New York. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, uh, North State, New York. <laughs> uh, the tall part of the state, you yeah. know, up there. Um, so the next segment starts with uh, Barry Fell publishing his book, America BC, which theor- which this, this is apparently like the Bible of, uh, he theorized that because of this evidence, Druids came to North America thousands of years ago, which is well before, obviously, Christopher Columbus sailed yeah. the ocean blue in 1492. So, um, well, before and then, right. you know, got Well, there. he never made it to America. Yeah. He, he just found islands. jerk. He just found a lot yeah. of good jerk chicken and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of pirates. Yeah. Uh, the Black Pearl. Yeah. You know. Things like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Asked where the rum was. <laughs> um, so they're showing all this cool footage of these stone mounds or stone, stone entrances to then stone kind of like crypts, caves, whatever, that are made, though. They're not just, you know, natural rock. So, uh, I mean, the rock's natural, you know what I mean. Right, but right. They're, they're manufactured. And they're like these little these little rooms, right, that just go into the side of, like, fucking hobbit holes and shit yeah. like that. And, uh, and it's crazy, too, because when they're driving around later, they're just literally on the side of the road. <laughs> There's no, like, signage that says, this is an ancient historical mark of, like, whatever. <laughs> like, There's also, miraculously, like, no graffiti on it or anything yeah, either, yeah. but... Uh, no, I guess they're, kept it well. they're a little classier in upstate, upper state New York, but uh, upper class. Exactly. That's where it came from, upper state New York. But um, uh, anyway, there's all of these things dotted around uh, Connecticut and uh, upper state New York and uh, up through Canada, too. Right. And your average archaeologist play, well, those were just, you know, root, root cellars for storing vegetables for the colonials that came in the right. 1600s. But there are reports that the colonials found those already right, existing right. and we're like what the fuck are these things yeah, we'll just use them right now guess i'll use yeah. them as my fucking pantry you know so um and then they never really go into like why it couldn't have been native americans that did it mm-hmm. that would have been the one kind of 
piece of info, counter info I would have liked, you know, some a little bit of critical thinking on that. Yeah. Um, is it like, oh, like, like, oh, and we prove that the or the Native Americans in the area said they did not touch those things. They don't know what they are, or they think they're right, cursed, right. or I don't know, whatever. Or right? based on their other uh, structures and architecture right. that we found, it doesn't align to having mm-hmm. any type of you know construction like this. Right. But it does align itself to old Viking styles ways of exactly. And they, I think they do one little line where they're like, it doesn't really look like any Native American architecture. Right. I'm like, that's fine, but still, like, I don't yeah. know. Um, but that's how you could go deeper because you got to associate like right. to like difference to difference. Because I don't think they they didn't sh- at least they didn't show it on the episode, but they didn't show or say that there was other things with specifically Celtic writings on right. them in those things. But those could have also been emptied out by the colonials who, who didn't yeah, give a yeah. fuck. So, uh, any room for me potatoes? <laughs> um, and we don't know what that is. Precious. Like that movie in a few hundred years. Right. Um, it's gonna be really good. From a different land that has a similar style accent. Right. <laughs> um, and so uh, they, some of the caves had charcoal in them, which was dated to 3,000 years. I mean, it's pretty easy to carbon date carbon, I guess, right? Yeah. And that one show I was watching with uh, Liverlips, uh, what's his face? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're watching the like ancient civilization mysteries something or something like with that, the. Yeah. It's the guy who looks it? like a um, high pitch Eric. Aaron Barnhart. Maybe he's on this. He's on ancient aliens a lot. We call yeah, him the yeah. liberal. He's like the Mayan and Aztec expert. Yeah, he. So he's a little bit of a Clovis person, yeah. which kind of turned me off a yeah. hair. But he does go into like why carbon. Well, I don't approve of his theories exactly. at all. Uh, why carbon dating is actually kind of bad. Uh-huh. And there's actually this other form of you dating. know your dad or mom might exactly. not like the shade of the carbons mm-hmm. coloring or things. They might think you might get into some you know bad friend group, social yeah. groups, the root ancestry. Yeah. Uh, so. There's another form of dating, mm-hmm. which is pre pre prearranged dating. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> they measure something else, and it, it has a way better accuracy, and you can mm. actually measure stone. Oh, wow. other things instead of only instead organic of material. Just, yeah. Interesting. Because uh, we're like, oh well, with a swing of three to four hundred years, that's pretty big, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It, that's kind of like yeah. <laughs> four hundred years plus or minus is yeah. eight hundred years total, which yeah. is when it comes a whole to the civilization. When it, when it comes to the epic, the general epic that a dinosaur species lived yeah, yeah. through, fine, that's okay. You can have some plus and minuses, yeah, yeah. but when you're talking about when a fucking tribe of people existed or didn't, right. they could have come to fruition in 800 years and died in 800 years. Right. But if you only say it's 200 years or you say it's 1600, yeah. now you're displacing yeah, other yeah. parts of history. You know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll look it up and I because I can't remember the series yeah. and we can talk Was about it. Was he wearing his signature but... cargo vest the whole time? Uh, no vest. I mean, oh, wow. Maybe. I don't know. Just it, it was on in the background. So again, I was yeah. kind of like watching. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk, it, but he does talk about how... So the Clovis thing I don't agree with, obviously. Yeah. A lot of his comments there. Counter but, to the Younger Dryas exactly. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but some of his newer things were interesting. And again, how to date. And then was, also uh, the, the mounds and <laughs> the pyramids. How to date. Yeah. Uh, did they say that that was newer technology that's now getting used more and more? Um. It. Yeah, it's just, the again, the classic... Uh, these scientists don't want to give up what they've used and blah, right, blah, right, blah. Because, right. uh, again, he talks about why CE is less offensive than BCE than using basically AD. Of course, right? yeah, yeah. Because Before AD Christ is not just – it, well, it's not after death. It's actually a Latin term. Oh. That means in the year of our Lord. Oh, oh. So okay. everyone says AD, which it's kind of Oh, that, yeah, it's, but it's, it's like, it's, like on, it's Anno Domini, something. I think. Yeah, which is year Lord. Yeah, right, yeah. so again, it's like – 
just AD and, and again before Christ. So it's like right. those all things don't make sense globally. Yeah. Um. So it goes in stuff like that. But okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, was it a miniseries or was it like a long? It was like I don't know, at least six or seven parts. I think. Okay. Hmm. So. 2018, I think it was. Maybe. Um, but anyways, well, we're on this now. So. <laughs> no, yeah, we can save that for um, a Patreon or something, too. Uh, lots of Whitley Strebers here, and he says, he, he's, uh, he comments on the chambers, the stone chambers, and he's like, he just says, now that is no root cellar. Believe you me. <laughs> like, okay. Which is fine, but I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. I guess if Whitley says it, then it must be true, you right. know? That's the thing, like... Whitley, like again, why is he any yeah. kind of expert? Whitley's an expert on his own stuff and all the right, shit he's right. done since, but his own butt stuff and weird yeah. things he's into. Or I mean, I could be an idiot, and maybe he has fucking written books about that area since then. I have no clue, yeah. but um, either way, if if that was the case, have him on more. But sure. uh, and then Medallion Man William Henry comes on. He's on quite a bit. He just does a lot of repetitive shit mm. that uh, our now cameo friend Robert Clotworthy just said. Yes. But um, he says. Uh, they are identical. He's referring to the the neo the, the the stone structures. They they start calling some of them megalithic, and there's some big stones, but like they're not mega. Right, you right, know, right. it's not like megazord Man. or anything. Yeah. Um, but they says they are identical to the neolithic structures in ancient Europe that were created by the druids for purposes of meditation, observatories, and perhaps even more mysterious purposes. <laughs> and they show some pictures, and you're like, okay, that's that's fine. I mean, rocks also look similar everywhere, but I understand like the. Rock stacking patterns is a very kind of Celt Norse thing, Style. yeah. Uh, just because of the way the fucking rock layers, they had a lot of flat fucking rocks, stuff like that. Um, but um, they ask, so were the Druids uh, related to the UFOs somehow? They ask that a lot. They're like, they're like, did the Druids bring them here through a portal, or were they attracted to this place because? the orbs of light and UFOs and whatever were already here, right? right. So uh, this might be, they might have done it earlier before, but this might be one of like the furthest uh, back they go in a, when they when they do their little date stamp thing, mm-hmm. uh, they go, summer solstice, 500 BC. <laughs> All the Celts are gathering at Stonehenge and they're having a big solstice party. Rocking a cock. Uh, Zadok, Rabbi Zadok is on for no reason. He's on once. And he literally, he, he says about what we would say from reading Wikipedia yeah. uh, and says, you know, now the Druids, allegedly, they were, you know, uh, merchants and they were high-ranking officials. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. why, why are you a Judaism are expert yeah, yeah. and a Kabbalah expert talking about Druid? Like, right. I know. I, I mean, I think, I think we had a, a section on uh, Celtic myths in my Irish literature class. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guarantee, and that was at fucking Cal State Long Beach. Like, I know yeah, that yeah. there are some sort of Celtic history experts Cats that could have talked yeah, about this yeah. more. But um, now, I said that out loud. I was like, come on, get some fucking. I should have whispered. Hey, get some fucking professor here or something. And then, lo and behold, Talk Thompson comes on. Um, and he talks about the uh, the Tuatha de Danan, which are the god. We've talked about them a handful of times, especially when we're talking about Newgrange, the famous site in Ireland, I think, mm-hmm. which has the the resonance chambers and all the spirals on the right, wall and right. stuff like that. That's Huey Newman's like favorite fucking place. But the Tuatha de Danann are the shining ones, which are the gods that the uh, Celts worshipped. And um, Childress has a unique way of pronouncing it, as always. Uh, he pronounces it like uh, the yogurt brand. So as I do the chime in here, keep that in mind. He says, now, according to these ancient Irish books, <laughs> like maybe I think there's names for them. Uh, the Tuatha de Danon <laughs> had red hair, had blue or green eyes, and 
They had magical powers, and they arrived in airships with dark clouds surrounding them. And they had all kinds of magical weapons and devices that they used. They don't really go over any of them except this one light sword that Sukalos talks about mm-hmm. um, that could apparently end a battle instantly. It was this big sword of fire. Um, but meanwhile, this episode is very heavy in CG uh, representations or recreations. Yeah. Um, now, for like the, the triangle-shaped craft and stuff at the end, that's fine. But um, they're doing that a lot for – they're showing UFO shit while talking about Celtic myth – uh, which I think it'd be cooler if they would show like the Celtic myth merging into like what it could be for you know aliens or whatever. But it's just it's all it's all very leading, right? Yeah. Um, well, you have to be careful how much you backtrack and then also just keep saying the same shit and then yeah. also fuck yourself because you said <laughs> that again about shit in England or whatever mm-hmm. we've already fucking talked about. Exactly. I'm like, well, again critically think and logically break down <laughs> if it's happening here with quote unquote Celtics, right? And God knows what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, then, does it tie back to Europe where you're saying it all came from? Right. Yeah. Um, or Druids or whatever the fuck. Yes. Yeah. Hmm, funny. She doesn't look <laughs> Druish. <laughs> uh, we go back to Milford, Connecticut. I guess we go forward to Milford, Connecticut from 500 BC. 1922, Warren Moorhead discovers the remains of two giants. Um, again, these giants are all. Only seven feet tall. Pretty big boy. It is. It is a big boy. But again, he, many humans uh, are living and thriving today yeah. with illustrious NBA careers that are that tall. Well, <laughs> so. They're only gathered due to the NBA, though. Otherwise, they'd be shotgunned <laughs> over the whole world. So. Like I literally picture them like putting in the cannons, yeah. like "fuck <laughs> these huge freaks." Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ragdoll effect. Get video game. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, they were over seven feet tall, had extra rows of teeth, had flat skulls, and red hair. Cockney Collins asks, so is there a connection between these ancient British people known for having red hair and these giants? So they're saying, like, also, like, I didn't really get if they were asking. They were asking if they were the Tuatha Dé Danann people that, mm-hmm. you know, died. But also, like, uh, Cockney Collins, Andrew Collins is saying, that ancient Celts were known for having red hair. Yeah. So is it the people or... I don't or the, know. So yeah. It doesn't really matter. But um, we head over to the present, North Salem, New York, in Upper State, New York, uh, April 2019. I'm, I always try to think, like, what was I doing that month in April 2019? April but 2019. Um, but uh, I guess working at the same job yeah, I have yeah. now. But... Um, uh, Childress and Huey Newman are on location in a car together, driving on the roads of Upper State New York. They're headed to uh, a, the site of the Balanced Rock, which is funny because it's this very important site that just looks like it's in someone's front yard <laughs> on the right. side of the road. Um, but uh, Childress is <laughs> in the car <laughs> again. Like he doesn't—he doesn't seem genuinely Come excited on, in David. most of this. We're almost at Grandma's house. Time to put, put on your shoes, shoes on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, it's like. They're on the way to the Balanced Rock. And then it just says, uh, Childress is just like, I'm excited to see the Balanced Rock. <laughs> and he's like, you think it's a dolmen or something, right? Uh, and Huey's like, it's not or something. I exactly think it's a fucking do-. No, he's like, yeah, I'm a convinced. Dole whip, maybe some Dan and Banana. To wear the Dan and David. Uh, I'm a Yo-Play man myself. Um, but uh, he says, I'm convinced it's a dolmen. Uh, it looks like something you would find in Britain. And, and Childress says, uh, uh, so geologists are saying that it's just like, oh, it was naturally brought here by glaciers and stacked perfectly or whatever. So, so that's what they're saying, right? And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's what they say, but 
That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay. They arrive. It looks like a giant tortoise. So, like, it's a huge, it's a huge rock. It's like a huge boulder stacked up on, like, uh, like six or seven little triangular rocks underneath, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is why they call it the balance zone. Because it's also kind of offset where, like, there's, like, two-thirds of the rock is on the on the side with less supports under it, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, also... What a, what an easy way! Like I know, like part of Northern Europe, cult, I mean every fucking culture too. But like the act of stacking stones and uh, of completely odd shaped, unaltered uh, stones and seeing how they balance that gives that could have given. I mean that gave primitive quote unquote people tons of archi- or uh, architectural learnings, right? Where Inspirato. they're like, oh, sh- exactly, yeah. right? So it's like even just taking normal stones and going, holy shit! Like this giant fucking stone, as long as I have it. Like this, they're understanding these like yeah, key concepts. Then, oh, about I can it. put some mud here, and it kind of exactly helps fix the the gaps and, and seal it up, yeah. you know. And then, and then they're seeing how the stones do fit together. If they like, oh, this kind of angle will fit with this one here, and yeah, you know, yeah. convex grind and concave, all that yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, grind away. <laughs> but uh, oh, there's Trump again. There it is. Hey, um, hey. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Trump. Hey, Sexy baby. Trump. Um, uh, and Childress is, you know, gets out of the car. <laughs> wow, cool! <laughs> Look at that. Looks like a a European dolman, doesn't it? It, it kind of feels like he's trying to act excited for Hugh. Yeah. Whereas, like, whenever they, <laughs> whenever they cut to the car, it just looks like they're uh, not on speaking terms mm-hmm. with each other. <laughs> we had a Unless big they fight. have to. We're gonna kiss and fuck. <laughs> Sorry, fuck and oh, kiss. Oh, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's just get over and kiss and fuck. Yeah, make fuck out. and kiss. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking that because it is just, like, come on, let's fuck. And like <laughs> and do the raw, hard part and kiss. then the soft, passionate part right. after. Not, right. not this like, ooh, this buildup of kissing, <laughs> then fucking. Yeah. The, and his big beard and mustache. <laughs> let's fucking kiss. <laughs> then kiss. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, the foreplay is the postplay. Exactly. Postplay. Yeah. Would you like to do some post-play, sir? Because that's just the pure love at that point, where it seals that they're really just into it. Yes. (laughs) Not this, like, accident Not just like, oh, let's just get our jaws off and fucking walk out. (laughs) But still, not at the beginning. exactly. (laughs) Because they don't want to act like they love each other. Right, because even in the beginning, it could be a weird build-up. But it's the once that that goes out... Oh, that'll be a build-up laugh. That shift of, like, well, it's all out, but I still want to (laughs) kiss. Um, uh, Hugh goes into like how the stones are made of granite, which of course we all know granite has small quartz crystals throughout all of it, which we've talked about on obelisk, you know, throbolisk episodes, things like that. Uh, and then it has that, um, what the fuck do they call it? The piezo, piezoelectric Uh effect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He started a cult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Piezoelectric effect, uh, where, you know, scientists have tested this where electricity acts kind of weird, when charged through um, stone like this with quartz yeah. embedded into it. Mm-hmm. so Because you don't usually think of stone as like a conductor of electricity, right? Because right? um, also, even if you charge a piece of granite, I don't think it's enough that like you'll feel the fucking voltage and kill yourself yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. it's like absorbing, I don't know, whatever. But um, uh, so they're, they're <laughs> they make a pretty big jump here. This is like one of the dumb parts of the episode. There is, they take out uh, a trifield meter in a little bit to like prove this whole thing, but they're saying there is a negative magnetic anomaly here, which is what, you know, again, 
your average person can feel that effect just standing in an area, which is mm-hmm. what a mm-hmm. power place is. And a lot of ancient uh, and especially spiritual sites or important sites are built on magnet geomagnetic anomalies. They're all over the place. Yeah. And but then he jumps, you know, uh, Childress <laughs> jumps to. So you think they use that magnetic anomaly to move this boulder here? And it's like he wasn't even leading up to that right, at that no point. No levitation, no nothing. Yeah. Right. And again, if you're going to say that, show the evidence in the books, the, those old Irish books about yeah. the Tuatha Dé Danann. Right. Right. And you know they had a fucking magic yogurt cup that flung big boulders, or you yeah, know, you, yeah. you smear the yogurt on it, kind of like the white shit that they did in Europe or in Europe in Egypt, yeah. where they said the gods could put this white powder and then they would float. Right. 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 Um, they had the gogurts and the different exactly <laughs> yeah. the uncrustables. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> There's actually a lot of uh, mummified, (laughs) uncrustable packages. Yeah, quite (laughs) well. Still delicious. Yeah, I used to love eating those things frozen. Oh yeah, those are good. Uh, My wife and I were at the um, Paradise Pier Hotel once Uh uh, early on in our relationship, and uh, because I wanted to surprise her with, because neither of us had stayed at any of the Disneyland hotels. Right, right. And uh, and then they had the light show, the fireworks show outside at California Adventure, Mm -hmm. and there. if you had like the suite or whatever, they had like a little all day, all night bar, cafe thing, like buffet thing. Mm. So even at like ten thirty p.m., you could get like a beer or whatever. But then they also had lots of kids snacks and perfect. Just like, one of those snacks. One of those snacks was unlimited uncrustables that oh, were wow. just fucking ready free. to go. Yes, oh, it was okay. like all clues. So wow. good. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, holy shit. Um, because it still just tastes like a decent peanut butter and jelly yeah, yeah. thing, yeah, you know. Business Center Costco has the strawberries, where uh, normal Costco <laughs> only has the grape. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Um, or mixed pack. But, but yeah. um, anyway, but uh, <laughs> Hugh Hugh goes through like some science shit here about the piezoelectric effect that like he glosses over like ten concepts very quickly and all yeah. in one sense. I'm like, you lost me here. It's not fucking worth it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, you could have just said. Yeah, it was said that uh, this Tuatha Day and an on dude had a fucking levitation device. Like, fine, mm-hmm. you could have sold me there. This is where they bust out the trifield meter. And it's cool because they go around the whole thing. It's the, around the whole perimeter of the balanced uh, rock. It's like at a, a three out of 10 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. which is like they say is like 10 times the amount of electromagnetic field. And then under one point, under the biggest like gap under there, uh, it was spiking at a 10, and okay. it was super consistent, yeah. too. It's interesting, too, because this is even helping kind of prove stuff on Ghost Adventures, where it's like they don't usually get a steady spike. Ghost Adventures is all about the big spike when they right. that means hear something, something or, gone. Yeah. as opposed to having a baseline like this, excuse me, that's being fueled by the geomagnetic effect of the Earth. So, yeah. um, let's see. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Hugh thinks that the balance rocked is the center of all the activity in the Hudson Valley. Um, they kind of, I mean, they they prove it sort of, but it's not really that spot exactly. There, it's it's basically like the surrounding 30 or 40 miles, it seemed like, which I'm right. like, that's fine. But um, but he's like, this rock is, is why they were all coming here. I'm like, okay. Um, and he said, and Medallion Man, William Henry, says that the balanced rock could have been seen as a guidance point for the uh, entities traveling through the portal. And I'm like, I, I could kind of see how that could work, where it's like I've never traveled through a, a leather tube like that before. Right, but right. maybe that, like, maybe it's like some signature they can latch on to to come into our frequency. I I don't know. It's weird. Like, why would they need a guidance point? 
if that if that is the portal too, if that's the entrance, right. like are they seeing part of the rock in their dimension? That's why they can see the portal. I don't know, but yeah. uh, that's where it gets a little paranormal in the very vague uh, sense of the word. So, um, oh yes, the next few segments were very short, which is interesting. They had like you know three big segments up front, and then like the last third of the show is quick. But uh, they're wondering if there's a um, or they're teasing a place that uh, nearby where time stands still. And this is where they go to a place called Gungi Wap, Gungi Wap, yeah, and uh, Gungi style, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a little more road trip footage. Um, and uh, they head to this other site on the way to Gungi Wap. And so, uh, <laughs> I was dying because Childress, like a little bored kid who's like not dealing with awkward sounds with his parents, well, he's just in the front seat and he's like driving by like all this scenery, and he's just like, and yeah, there's uh, huge boulders here. And some walls. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. yeah, that's the whole yeah. fucking trip. Wow. Um, they drive up to one of these chambers, literally, again, right on the side of the road. They just park yep. in the fucking bike lane, and they put on little headlamps to go inside, and children are just like, wow. Again, like- Because he looks like a little child here, because yes. he's all, ooh, like, <laughs> yes. looking around. Yeah. And you can, I, I don't know, there's something, he's just, his energy's different compared to when he's looking at big basalt stones. It's, right, like, right. it's almost like- Oh, because I didn't spend a lot of trips here. Yeah. I don't really care that much. Or about he could it, you know? just kind of drive there if he really wanted to. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be with this fucking limey piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the the reports say that the lights in the sky would congregate at that site too. And he's talking about how the door lines up to both the north and the northeast. I'm like, mm-hmm. sure. I, I mean, yeah. If you stand. <laughs> If you stand at any doorway, you can probably get yeah. a good 45 or 60 degrees of any direction, you know, like yeah. what, if you're standing kind of the, on the right door jam or the left or in the center or whatever. But I'm like, all right. But there, it's apparently aligned to the solstice and equinox. Fine. Um, a lot of the other, you know, Druish uh, structures were also built for astronomical mm-hmm. events like that. Um, this is where it was kind of weird and lost me again because Hugh says <laughs> – now these natural bowls of light, and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Are you saying that they're mag- that I thought the, the the natural balls of light were UFOs, right, or some sort of beings or something? Because he's kind of saying now it's almost like light anomalies that we see on Ghost Adventures and other right. paranormal investigation shows. But that he also said that this place was like a trap for these balls of light, yeah. and I'm like, well, then what? Wait, are they aliens or light anomalies or whatever? And then also, why are they trapping them? Yeah. Like there's no, <laughs> why not? Um, but uh, it's like it's like what they they don't go into why they would do that at all. Like, are they trying yeah. to capture their energy? Are they helping them go back to their place of origin? Mm-hmm. Were they doing rituals to catch like to are they are these conjured spirits or something yeah. coming in? Like I don't know. I didn't get that. Um, uh, this is where they talk about Gunji Wap. It, 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 this is a, actually a pretty megalithic site. It's kind of a not a city or anything, but it's kind of like a few houses big of stone walls and rooms and apparently a sacrificial table and a little bit too. But uh, people report lots of weird emotional things happening, which is interesting too because a lot of these things happen when coming into contact with demons or ghosts or whatever too. So they're like people report uh, hyper-emotionality, so crying, freaking out. People barf. uh, Their eyes will bleed sometimes. Mm -hmm. They didn't say scratches, but again, like a wound of some kind is interesting. Uh, and most everyone experiences dizziness of some kind. And a lot of people say that they will literally see time and space stand still and then they will, or they will lose time when they're there too. So, um, 
they go uh they 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 loop back to the uh Ogham stone site at the uh mystery falls i think whatever it was called uh that barry fell found and so there's these um uh god i am losing it right now hmm. there's oh there's a i was like they're descending i'm like no there's a decent little set of astronomically aligned stones there they're showing more because they have this like group picture with barry fell and his dumb wife or whatever yeah. but um who he doesn't look like a harvard professor he looks like some stoner that like a hobo that fucking found <laughs> the rock <laughs> in there it's kind of funny but yeah. um but this is where they have the the supposed sacrificial table so it's a it's a what they call a human sized table which is big enough for a normal yeah. human but um and then it has a a little channel like you could run a marble or blood through and the blood channel goes down into the ground, or was presuming they would catch it in something or whatever, or mm-hmm. drink it. I don't know. Um, but uh, but the druids were known factually, I guess, to have to, to perform human sacrifices. It's weird though because then they talk about how the evidence, at least back in Europe, for human sacrifices are the bog people, mm-hmm. which were people thrown into bogs right, that were right, sacrificed right. by druids. The leathered man. It wasn't clear, though, if those were the people that had their throat slit on the table, then were whatever. Because they also said they threw them in the bog to drown them. Right. So I'm like, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But they show some gnarly mummies for uh, those bog people. Yeah. And they're different because they have so much more musculature still jerkified oh, yeah, on there, yeah, you know? Yeah. Look, down look pretty tasty. It looked yeah, like roast yeah. duck or something. but um, Dark me. But anyway, um... Yeah, they they talk about how they would put a noose around their neck to build up the blood pressure on the aortas, and then they would fucking cut the the neck after that, so it would spray out and yeah. fill up the uh, the channels there. Um, this was really interesting though. Streber's cabin, Whitley Streber's cabin, balanced rock, and America Stonehenge at the Mystery Fall, whatever the place where he finds the Ogham Stone. They all happen. They're all like located within like five to ten miles of each other, which is interesting, um, and. They talk about how the Tuatha Dé Danann eventually just went underground and became the fairy folk um, of the Celtic religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Streber, like it's it's the movie kind of portrays this in that one part where he like chooses to go back of his own accord, yeah. and he sees the orb of light on the ground and he walks in it. Yeah. Um, but Streber thinks that the beings he encountered came up from the ground. Right. But it's like weird because Inner Earth people. But it's weird because he like saw the ship and the orbs yeah. and I, I don't know. It's very all, interesting. No but spoilers, but it could also be all projections. It could. Yes, exactly. Um, but um, uh, oh, the last of game is, all, is about missing time. Streber talks about um, uh, being in these power places. Literally, just being there will will allow you to manifest forth people or entities from. Right that portal or whatever rip the portal is causing, right? Yeah. It's also, you think that, like, you think they could, I don't know. I I would assume that that goes against a lot of dogmatic science. Like, for someone to go, hey, everyone thinks these portals allow other entities or, or intelligences to come through. Couldn't we measure the mag- the effect of this ma- geomagnetic anomaly on space-time? The fa- like, I don't know. You think you'd mm-hmm. be able to measure that in some way other than, like, yeah, there's magnetism here, you right, know, but... Right. I guess it's all, like we said on our recent Adventurous Ghost episodes, the best tool that uh, a paranormal investigator has is his or her own body. So it's like, right. that's great and all, <laughs> but Thank you y'all. can't really document evidence that well unless you're getting scratched or something, right, too, right. or getting thrown or pushed yeah. or whatever. Raw laid. Um, but uh, is that railed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> uh, he talks about how he has missing time. 
uh, when he had his experience, uh, his multiple experiences. And he described, I mean, I think most people can imagine it, but he's like, he's like, it's not like you're knocked out or fall asleep when you wake up. He's like, literally, I could be talking to you here. Right. And all of a sudden, you tell me we've been here for an hour, and I think it's been five minutes, which right, is, right. you know, definitely pretty Or vice versa. I think I've been gone for an hour, and it's only right. been two Right. Vice versa, or, not sorry, versa, sorry. whatever. Two hours. I've been gone for two hours. Whatever. Right. Right. Uh, they bring up the Rip Van Winkle story, which Washington Irving wrote, also famous for writing The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Let's see. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of uh, early, early colonial, um, I mean, not even early, like, I mean, Col- colonial stories about early America. So even right. before, there was like, you know, 1800s and right. before their time. There were, yeah, there's all the Mayflower people and all that kind of stuff right. that came and went and who knows. And then they right. showed up again like, oh, this is from that old group exactly, of yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and and obviously the, the Northeast can be a very harsh climate, uh, yeah. even though there's so much land and space and, and resources, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they weren't really prepared. So... You know, people like uh, Washington Irving and Nathaniel Hawthorne, who wrote the Scarlet Letter. Everything was about there was there was that puritanical influence on what ended up becoming less so puritanical people. Um, and you know, the Scarlet Letter is all about oh, the devil is out in the forest, like the, we're right, basically right. out in nature. That's where Satan roams yeah, and yeah, has yeah. his whatever. You know, um, and then Rip Van Winkle is about a do. I mean, it's it's much more a political story because it's like. It's a story about I might butcher some of it, but basically he falls as, he he doesn't want to like uh listen to any of the people in town's troubles talking about the brewing revolution happening. Mm-hmm. And then he literally sleeps through it and then everything's different after that. And everyone's like, Hey, kind of fuck you. Like you didn't help with anything. Right, you just kind of right. felt like whatever, you know. So because yeah, um, it was kind of this critique of people that didn't choose a side during yeah, that whole yeah, thing yeah. and patriotism yeah. and all that stuff. But they're Very talking about real today. <laughs> they're talking about how uh, at least his his is a story of missing time because he literally right. wakes up twenty five or thirty years later, has the big beard and everything like yeah. that, uh, and doesn't understand how this happened to him. Yeah. You know, none of you will help me bake my bread, but yes. all of you will help <laughs> me eat it. <laughs> That was a really good version of how Devo sang that. Yeah. yeah, but that classic story. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sleepy Hollow that Irving wrote about as well was only uh, a few miles from Whitley Strieber's cabin mm. too, which is really interesting. So again, this is why I like this episode. It was like tying tying communion together with all right. these different things. I'm like, this is great. A piece of pop culture, and you're fucking trying at least trying to hit all the different points, and yeah. then. Do the ancient astronaut theory part of it too, right, you know? Right. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, Cockney Collins. This is where he ties in all the interpret the changing interpretation of paranormal phenomena, and that hopefully it will culminate so we understand it's all one thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next episode is the reptilian agenda. I'm kind of excited for that too. Um, all about. I mean, that's the reptilians are at the core. Of all conspiracy theories. If you are a UFO conspiracy theorist, pretty much the classic, now dogmatic kind of foundation is the reptilians are the bad aliens who are manipulating the world through deep state shadow government, you know, uh, interactions and trying to fuck over humanity for the sake of whatever. Yeah, some sort of weird reason because otherwise I feel like they're powerful enough we could just be conquered by them. (laughs) Right, and then... um, the uh, the alliance, as Wilcock calls it, are the good aliens trying right. to help the AKA Federation. Trying Q, to help. Huh? exactly. <laughs> All right, Picard. Uh, uh, I did not send you. 
I wonder, did he ever get trapped by Q in any of the episodes? Did, did Q he? ever like turn into like a sexy lady or something like that and trick him? Because I'd like to find that and jerk off to <laughs> No, but Q, Q did show up in Voyager trying to bang Jane, Janeway. Django Unchained, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us here tonight. Thanks for subscribing to the show, telling your friends about Probing Ancient Aliens. Thanks for streaming with us here at twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens every Monday night, except last week. Um, but uh, thanks for supporting us at patreon.com slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Thanks for supporting us at BlackHoleSupplyCompany.com, where you can buy merchandise for Probing Ancient Aliens or disc golf gear and disc golf apparel. Uh, disc golf gear meaning discs and shirts. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then uh, check out our social medias at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram and Facebook at Probing Aliens on Twitter. Uh, check out Beer They're Drunk, that our beer podcast, which Maybe. will... Friday we could record I think we could one. yeah because we got Patreon done too it's gonna rain and we've got Patreon done yeah so. and I had oh I had an idea the other day I'll think about that too for okay. the episode but uh, yeah uh, Beer That Drunk That PC on Instagram and it's I not think. PC yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, if you want to look at our disc golf content uh, which a new video was just posted about our recent Friday excursion go to at uh, puttfuckers P-U-T-T-F-U-C-K-E-R-S on Instagram and at and sorry no at just puttfuckers on TikTok P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S, so no vowels. Yeah, blood fuckers. And uh, other than that, thanks Bye. for guzzling down with us here on <laughs> Probing Ancient Assholes. What? Bye. Love you, love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs>